welcome. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl 57 being played out in Arizona today. And today's episode is episode two. Welcome to Mixed Plate. I am your host, Richard. And today's podcast will be about the risk of the game. Is the risk worth the reward? Let's find out. Welcome to Mixed Plate. I am your host, Richard, and today's episode is episode two, um, and we're entitling this The Risk of the Sport. And as you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 57 being played out at State Farm Stadium out in Glendale, Arizona. I believe kickoff is at 4.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, featuring the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, which should be a pretty good game. Both teams are, um, I think, pretty similar, uh, great young quarterbacks. And I, I think that's what this conversation is, um, the risk of the sport, really. And, you know, as many of you know, there's um, concussions, there's injuries that uh, scare. Um, about a month ago, um, player went down, suffered a cardiac arrest, and uh, very scary. It's a very rough sport, very brutal. I don't know if you've you play it, if you've played it, um, if you watch it, or you don't know anything about it. Uh, maybe just seen some highlights. But some of these hits are pretty are pretty intense, and these are big guys uh, moving at high rates of speed. And I think that's where it's also come down to um, the speed of the players over the years. Um, Players have really evolved um, training, the type of equipment and things that are available to them. I think it just makes them stronger athletes and faster. So the sport definitely moves a lot quicker. I know I've spoken to a few people that went from high school to collegiate and saw that real big change in speed and was just amazed at how fast things moved at, at just a, a level up. So I can't even imagine what that level is uh, from collegiate to football. Um, I've seen pro players in person practicing, throwing passes on the field. And um, let me tell you, that ball coming off a quarterback's hand is intense. Um, it's very fast. Uh, it's, it's something you don't necessarily translate over a TV screen, um, how fast these are, are moving. So, um, you know, I'm from the Carlsbad area, lived lived in uh, Carlsbad, California for about 28 years. Um, and I think it really hits home because Junior Seau, a longtime charger, um, you know, took his life in 2012. And, you know, he was the young age of 43, and he was later diagnosed with uh, what they call CTE, uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. I hope I said that right. But um, CTE is basically what it's known for. And I think his situation really shined light on that disease and what it does. And um, the study had shown that it's due to concussions or repetitive head blows. And, you know, some of those symptoms 
um, could be memory loss, depression, anxiety, headaches, stress, um, you know, so a lot of different factors. And um, from reports, what they're saying is you, you can't really test players for this. There's no way for them to be tested now. Um, it has to be done through autopsy, um, unfortunately, when they've already passed. So um, if you want to listen to this, I, I've got a soundbite here um, from an interview that was done uh, basically talking about uh, CTE. So let's hear that. I can't really, I can't say it the way I want to say it. I can... Over the past few years, a number of former players have committed suicide after battling depression. Afterwards, they gave their brains to science, and upon examination, they showed telltale signs of CTE. Scientists don't yet have a way of diagnosing CTE for sure besides doing an autopsy. So apart from the 50 deceased former players confirmed to have it, they can only suspect that hundreds more are living with it right now. Nine. Okay, so that's a pretty scary statistic that uh, hundreds potentially could be living with the disease. And, you know, so it, it's important that if you know someone pro-level, college, high school, I mean, we even have to worry about our youth. Um, you know, we are in a question now where you start to think you have professional athletes who have financial backing. What type of support are our youth getting? Um, you know, Pop Warner and, you know, high school. Are these kids really knowing what's going on? Are our coaches, our training staff, are they aware of what to look like, uh, you know, look for? What's their concussion protocol? And, you know, again, it's not so much that there's not other things within football or let alone any sport where you can get hurt. But um, I think it's football season, so I just wanted to concentrate on that. But, you know, it's it's one of the most violent things you can see. Sure, you're going to see someone get tackled, uh, you know, get rolled over, um, high ankle sprain, um, you know, ACL, a broken knee, a leg, etc. But when you definitely see these hits um, and it's a concussion, you, you can really see the impact, um, see the player trying to get up, see that days looked uh, within their eyes um, or just trying to get up and, um, you know, just take a step. It, it's very scary. And, um, you know, there are a lot of rules that have been put in place where they're protecting the quarterback, protecting the receiver. And a lot of people are like, well, that's not football. But I think at what level do we, you know, step in where we need, we do need these rules as much as the game has been played for so long. Again, it's back to, it's a different type of game. I think it's faster. It's people are stronger. Definitely a, a definitely a different game that we're playing. Um, helmets have been, I know, updated. You see these players wearing these really fancy helmets with all these uh, designs on them. Um, I don't know what they all do, but they all seem to serve a purpose. I notice uh, linemen wear different ones versus a, a linebacker and a quarterback. So. Um, you know, I know there's an effort being made, but um, at what point is it 
not enough or again what point is it enough and um you know unfortunately i think these hits that are are done are not are not malicious you would you'd hope they're not malicious by by a player trying to um hit another player but um you know receivers going over the middle and you know safety coming over uh and lunging themselves i mean I think it's just the adrenaline. I think it's the game. The game takes over and what you know and what you've seen, I guess, growing up or um, just kind of what you envision on making a tackle or making a big play. I, I think that just kind of um, kind of happens. But um, typically a concussion protocol in the NFL, it's about a 9 day miss for that player to be monitored uh, that's about the average um recently february 9th 2023 health day news did a report and research uh with the boston university cte center and they diagnosed cte in the brains of 345 of 376 that's 91.7 percent of nfl players that they studied that had the CTE uh, disease. Um, And again, these are uh, past players. And um, that's, again, a very scary statistic to think about. Um, I know, come to mind, you know, I I think it's just more noticeable in a quarterback, but uh, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, his hit got, news around the, the world really because it was such a brutal hit having a great game and um he got hit and and gosh watching him try to get up was um pretty scary um i know steve young has had gosh a ton of of uh, concussions um brett Favre is the most um concussion player to date um, from what I've read, um, that's uh, that's had a concussion. So um, pretty scary, again. And um, as you all know, the quarterback for the Dolphins, Tua, Tua um, Tagovailoa is, uh, I, I believe from what I read recently, he's still in a concussion protocol. And um, he was on SI, and doing an interview and uh here's here's what he had to say as far as his concussion and um how he's gonna try and prevent them in the future we got like a a plan set up and i'll be doing uh judo on fridays just so that i can kind of figure out you know like understanding my body and how to fall and Wait, that's what judo does? You're about to be more dangerous than ever, man. Oh, man. <laughs> not, not trying to be a dangerous person in that way. Just just trying to help, help, uh, Understand help myself. Understand the body and movement. And, yeah, yeah. That I makes- think that's amazing. So I guess Tua's response uh, to learn judo is a little interesting. Um, you know, following him just recently and his background, his, his story... Um, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people and they all feel like he should retire. Uh, you know, the game is not that important, but 
I think if it's something you love and it's something you're passionate about, I don't think there's anything that's going to take you away from it. Um, and you know, hopefully it's, it doesn't get to the point where it's too late or, um, but you know, it's, I, I get it. I, I have passions. I have loves that, um, I would find it hard to give up, but I think when you're dealing with your health, I, I think it's something you, you must sit down with. You, you have to analyze the, the loss and how that affects people, not only you, but the people around you, your loved ones, your, your significant other, your kids. Um, and you know, it's, it's a little hard to hear them laughing about it. I, I get it. You're trying to make light of things, not make something too serious, but, um, you know, really it's, uh, it, it's really concerning. And, um, I don't know if judo is the answer to a, but, um, you know, I, I hope that it does teach you how to fall, I guess, as you say. And, and how to, um, you know, stop putting yourself at risk. But I, I get it. I get that um, you are passionate about the game and, and that you're passionate about what you do. And it's um, very hard probably to walk away. And, you know, people like Tom Brady can probably vouch for that. It's um, it's just it's, it's something you're passionate about. So, so I guess... Really, you know, I'd love to, again, readdress this topic. I'd love to hear from everyone. You can email me at mixplatepod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Love to hear if you've played the game and if you feel like you've had symptoms or maybe you're a parent of a child that's interested in playing football or is looking to play football, but you're a little concerned about that um, because of all these injuries that are going around. And um, or maybe you have a child that's playing now that you're really just rethinking things. And, and again, um, there's many other sports. I know soccer is a big, a big sport that has quite a bit of injuries. Um, really wasn't aware of that until I started reading reports. But. You know, but again, uh, I'm really just concentrating on football today because of the Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, but I love to hear. And again, back to the youth. Um, here's here's a, a doctor who was interviewed and kind of his points on on youth. He says any contact sport increases your child's chance of concussions and CTE. The key here is their brains are still developing. If children begin to have concussions at an earlier age, it may have a, a greater, more lasting impact. He says the younger they start, the more concussions they could have over time. A new report from the CDC finds kids in tackle football are 15 times more likely to suffer head injuries. And data from JAMA says 21% of high school football players had CTE. So those are some pretty scary statistics if you... Um, followed that and um, you know again I think as the doctor said our youth are still developing they're still growing so I think it's important that we as parents or a coach need to really monitor that and really and really train um, our youth on the 
effects and how they can protect themselves um, when they're playing a sport that they enjoy. So, um, again, it's nothing against football. I love football personally and love watching it, love playing it. But, um, you know, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I wanted to bring light to it. And, you know, it's uh, it's a great it's a great sport. Um, nothing wrong with it. It's just like, I think it's forever evolving. And I hope that the NFL does create these protocols that are a little um, more guided, yeah, even if it affects the, the game itself, even if it, you know, sidelines your multimillion dollar player. Um, let's do what's right for the player and the health of that player. I think people understand that. And we would rather see that player be protected than tragedy hits. So um, those are my thoughts. Again, those are one-sided, obviously. And I'd love, to, again, to hear from you. Email me. Please subscribe. Please follow. I'm on Spotify, Apple, iHeart. And, um, yeah. So, again, this is Episode 2, The Risk of the Game. And thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Richard.